But if you took out, a, if you got a picture of all the people you dated, say like in high school and college, and put them together in like a lookbook, mm-hmm. what would it look like? Would it be kind of like, you know, from Crow Magnon Man to like a bright man? It would. But you know what? After the age of forty, they all look at like the same guy. <laughs> yes. They're all the same. It's just interchangeable. Let's change the hat. Yeah, really. Facial They're all hair. like you know, gone to seed. <laughs> Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmier. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. I'm just going to kick off with this. I found this at the very last minute last night. When Ooh, I was preparing, down and to I the thought, wire. yeah, and I thought, you know, I already had all my stuff together, but I was like, this is too good. So this is how women, this is how we do a fraud. This was in News Law. It's <laughs> uh, six million dollar penalty for insurance fraud using fake law firms. So this is uh, in California. There was a six million dollar penalty against Christine Sue and her mother Christina Chang. So this is Christine and Christina, uh, yeah. a mother daughter. <laughs> Legal team uh, of scammers of scammers for a scheme where they submitted real accident claims to Allstate. So they're not just trying to rip off anyone; they're trying to rip off Allstate. Allstate is their is their mark, <laughs> yes. uh, and they as made, they say in the biz, <laughs> they made fake law firms. So here's how they did it: the they paid several lawyers three thousand dollars a month to use their bar number. Now I didn't know this existed, but I guess it's like their licensing okay. number um, and names to create sham law firms. And then they use those sham law firms to submit 313 claims to Allstate, Are which Allstate accepted. Kidding. Yeah. So when the payments arrived, it says they use their own, they have a check cashing facility. So these ladies have their own firm. They, they were hiring other people to use their names to make fake firms. And then they had a check cashing facility. So they were cashing their own checks. I don't know how they did it, but this ladies, thumbs up. This is a wow. That, and they they're ripping off Allstate. Yeah. I would feel bad if they were ripping off, like, you know, Jane Q Public, mm-hmm. but it's a big company that can defend itself. Um, so they, they had the verdict against the defendants and then extra civil penalties. So the defendants were, they're like five or six lawyers that they used the fake names mm-hmm. of. Um, and they... The amount turned out to be like eleven million, eleven point five million dollars. They have to pay back, so they have to wow. pay for the claims, the false claims. They have to pay uh, damages, and then I guess they were each of the people who um, let them use their bar number. Like first of all, it's pretty clear if someone says like, "Hey man, can I use your your legal okay, license?" Yeah, to and just- who's- and what kind of lawyer is like, yeah, three grand, for three, sure. That's what I mean, and for like, three why grand? Why would you risk your livelihood to do this? For three grand, it's not even a lot of money. Yeah. Like, if someone was like, you know, can I borrow your legal license for um, half a mil? Yeah. But three three grand? $36,000 a, a year? Mo- yeah. Then, oh, wow. So, they four of the lawyers that whose names were used said, look, hey, I didn't create the law firm. And they didn't, like, they, I didn't authorize any of the stuff. Um, they didn't know there was a settlement being negotiated. I guess they didn't question why someone would want to use their, why another attorney would want to use, their, use their law yeah. license. One lawyer said he testified that when he appeared to work at the law office bearing his name. So these women set up 
firms. Mm-hmm. Like they had offices, they had letterhead, they had oh, all wow. of this stuff. So the they guys, invested in yeah. stationery. So maybe these these lawyers thought they were b- becoming a part of like a firm or something like that, or like they were joining some kind of company. So the guy says he showed up to the law firm named after him to the office to go to work, and he was told to go home. And then he was not allowed to come in or to review any of his client files at his law firm. At his law firm. So what did he do? And he figured this out. He was like... that. He just said he didn't know what was going on. So could you imagine if you showed up to, like, Katie Casimir Industries? And you're like, wait a minute. And they were like, get out of here. <laughs> it's your company. So I'm wondering... So the, the article was really short. But I'm just wondering what these two... What Christine and Christina told the lawyers that they were going to do. Like, if they told them they were setting up firms for them, or, you know what I mean? Like, if if someone actually showed up to their firm. It was, you, you know what I mean? Uh, this is how I imagine it, that they're saying, we're going to have this, like, um, call of justice kind of law firm, <laughs> right? And so each CNC one of you... call of justice? Yeah, but we need all of your... We need... It's going to be like this power office of attorneys, and we're all going to kind of be equal. Uh-huh. And there's not going to be, like, two partners who are... Like a head. WeWork kind of thing, yeah, or like yeah, a yeah. sharing. Right. And this is going to be a whole new thing, and, you know, if someone has a big caseload, the other one will get it. So we, let's do this, this commune of lawyers. only one person showed up? The other people were like, mm, I'm getting checks for three three G's, a sweet three G's a month. Yeah, and they thought they'd probably get work out of it and see what happens. Who knows? And instead, I'm just making up what I think. I think that's possible. Instead, they got sued. So I find this amazing. So they they were billing Allstate from fake firms. Allstate didn't notice because the firms looked real. Yeah. You know, they had numbers and, and let's people's face the names. Facts. Yeah. Like how much is that person taking yeah. the claims making? Um, and also Allstate's probably like, okay, this looks legitimate, fine, whatever. Um, yeah. You so just need bizarre. like a super sleuth but the to best part, out at Allstate. Aside from it being a mother-daughter team, That's is the, the fact that they had their own... I, w- I want a check cashing facility. What are we, what are we doing wrong here? <laughs> I think about that all the time. We're just running a podcast, but really, (laughs) we could be cashing checks that we wrote, I guess, for ourselves. I don't know. Anyway, good luck, Christina and Christine, as you are in jail. (laughs) Uh, Because the other thing, too, is like they're asking for $11 million. Guaranteed these ladies and company don't have. Oh, that's gone. $11,000. That money, whatever they use, is gone. They cash their own checks. You think that money's sitting around? Yeah, right. They're done. Getting interest. You know what? What, Would you take a check from them? They would be like, oh, no, here's here's $11 million. No problem. (laughs) Yeah, right. Bring it to us. We'll cash it right away. Oh, that is wild. How how long did that go on? This was from the case... Uh, it happened in 2016, and I think the judgment just came down, you know, recently, oh, which is okay. why it's in the news. So right. they had, I mean, it's not a really tough thing to prosecute in my mind. The mm-hmm. whole thing was a fraud. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's nothing legit about it. Yeah, there's it. nothing legit at all. But yeah, $11 million. Yep, Christine mm-hmm. and Christina. There's a guy, Charles Rue, Robin, Beyond, Unjung Chang, and Wang Gwen, Steve Chang. Oh, Steve Chang. Yeah. Um, he's all, yeah, again, that guy for 11.5 mil. Good luck. All right. What do you have? They got the four R's. 
arms, rehearse, record, rental, repair. To allow this for the street. Hashtag NYC. Well, I have this uh, kind of in design news. Okay. <laughs> design news. Breaking. Yeah, there's a, a young graduate designs a gun for firing her tears. Okay. Yes. After an altercation with a tutor, this graduate, Yi Fi Chen. Okay. I was going to say, are these white tears? But now I no. hear that they're not. Right? Yes. It created this visual metaphor to show her personal struggle with speaking her mind. Okay. Yeah. So recently on display. <laughs> Did she whip it out? <laughs> At the Dutch Design Week, Chen's brass tear gun okay. fires water collected as she cries. Wow. <laughs> she must be a prolific crier. Right. <laughs> I'm a single tear kind of gal. Are you? Just yeah, I'm like an feet. angry tear. It's like, I'm so angry. Usually by the time it reaches lower cheek, it's evaporated. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> the steam? Yes. Just, I'm the worst crier. My whole oh, face no. is... Are you um, ugly cry? Ugly cry. Oh. Blotch, swelling. Ooh. And even just like, even if I cry for like 15 seconds, it's there for an hour. Mine is the next, that single tear the next day, I look like I've done 10 rounds yeah. <laughs> with somebody. Like it's completely puffy, so I try not to do it. I know, I know, right? Stay away from the tears. Yeah. But if you can't, yeah. get, this this. Piece. get this piece. Yeah, this piece is for you. Chen was born in Taiwan where she was brought up with a strong sense of authority and taught that disagreeing with teachers was rude. Mm-hmm. Well, we were all taught, taught that, that, but yeah. we do it anyway. Right. That's what detention is for yeah. everywhere around the world. Yeah, so because of this, she struggled to to assert herself in, in, in her classes. And the difficulties living in as a foreigner in another country led her to... to led to high pressure in the study environment, mm-hmm. she said. These pressures had been building for 18 months before finally reaching a crisis point during one of the midterm presentations. Um, she pulled out her piece. <laughs> during the presentation, Chen was asked by a tutor to prepare more work in a short time frame, something she felt impossible. Mm-hmm. However, she couldn't muster up the courage to say this out loud and went on to attempt to do the work. Soon after, she sat in on another presentation where the dean of school told her she was underprepared. Uh-huh. What? That's all they said? <laughs> yeah, and she was said, I was stage struck. I didn't know how to react, but I did not say my thoughts out loud. Furthermore, she was like, she was just so upset. Mm-hmm. But her, she felt her politeness um, became her weakness, and she was overcome with emotion. And she said, I was too emotion, emotional to control myself. I could not hold my tears so I cried. I turned my back to others because I didn't want people to see me crying. Mm-hmm. So and, so not only are you not allowed to, dis- to disagree or show your feelings, you're not allowed to be upset either, yeah. apparently, in her yeah. culture. Interesting. Yeah. There's nothing except for this piece. Yeah, right. So Chad now <laughs> visualized this personal struggle with mm-hmm. speaking her mind as a conceptual graduation project, a brass gun that fires tears she has collected. So it happens in three stages. First, the user puts on a mask with a silicone cup that catches the tears. Okay. And it, it's a lot of... T- it's, <laughs> I'm telling you, the amount of crying would never make it down the tube. I know. <laughs> the t- uh, the, so the tears are frozen in a bottle, which is loaded into the gun, allowing okay. frozen tears to be fired. Wow, frosty yeah. tears. Yeah, I like so that. it's like kind of like a, a dry ice, and it turns okay. it into a little bullet. And it's, it's a very sleek piece, too. It looks really... I find this cute. interesting because she's been in the U.S. long enough to pick up on the gun culture, but kind of put her own spin on it. Yeah. By so weaponizing her tears. It's cool. It looks like something like wow. James Bond. Yeah, or like Men in Black kind of thing. Yeah. So it's brass, and you have this... It's a very sleek design. Mm-hmm. And it's full of her sorrow. 
<laughs> a little <laughs> encapsulated in a cartridge, yeah. a cartridge, and it shoots, and it will shoot little pellets of her tears, frozen That's, tears. I kind of like that. You know? Well, now, is was she at an art school, I hope? I hope this wasn't yeah, like this a pre-med like a, program. <laughs> Because yeah. that would be a little weird. Pretty much design. Okay. Yeah, oh, that's thing. right. It was uh, it was design news, not American mm, Medical right, Association right, right, news. Right. But yeah, well, how interesting! Yeah. All the rage that goes into and she's like, I not shall being create to... this gun. Yeah, and show everybody. Yeah, this is how I feel. You I'm all so... taste my tears. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Advice on advice. Uh, advice on advice is a segment where we find advice on the internet, internet that stinks. And it's unqualified. And we improve upon it with our advice on advice. So this is a kind, somewhat quick one, but I thought it was quite funny. This is Dear Amy. Mm-hmm. I'm a 53-year-old never married woman. I keep, this is this person's you identity. never married? Yeah. <laughs> I keep in shape and I'm often told that I'm beautiful. All right. <laughs> like often. often. How often is that? I don't know. Often would be a couple of times a week. Woo, I would be a little freaked out by that. Is yeah, it the same beautiful. person? Yeah. <laughs> Just ran those on the street like, you look good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've had several relationships over the years, but never found the one guy that I wanted to marry. Just picky. Just, yeah. Six months ago, I met a very interesting and intelligent man. Yeah, for a beautiful woman. Yeah. <laughs> Strike it out. Uh, I met a very interesting and intelligent man. I'm falling hard for him. Here's the issue. I've, He's I'm, 29. And I'm beautiful. And I'm beautiful, yeah. And he's 29 years old, 24 years younger than me. Yeah, we get that. Okay. He's very mature. He's 29. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, at a certain point, it's like, you're going to be mature. Uh, He's very mature, and I don't feel the difference uh, in age when we are together. My friends are horrified. And really? Wait, you, wait this so is 24 not, years apart? Yeah, she's not so a she's, New Yorker, though. If this was a New York woman, every, we'd be high-fiving. Everyone would be like, you go, you're 53, so the dude's 29. Okay. All right, uh, he's young enough to be my son. So are a lot of people. Yeah. So is someone, actually, who is 45, maybe? 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could have him when you were 13. Uh, t- they tell me it's inappropriate. Do you know what I mean? Like, they tell me it's inappropriate and urge me to be realistic about any future What's inappropriate? He's, he's a grown man. He's a grown-ass man. He has told me that someday he does want to settle down and have children with a wife. Obviously, that's not, you know, it won't not be me. with me. <laughs> do you think? Now. Yeah. Do you think our age difference is okay for now, or is it totally inappropriate? I understand his long-term plan, but I'm enjoying the present and trying not to think about the future. All that said... Do you find he's not age appropriate for me? What is the cutoff relationship age for fifty three for a fifty three year old woman? Sign Mrs. Robinson. Oh, you! <laughs> oh, first of all, I, listen, listen, pretty lady. I need to see what this Excuse woman looks me. like before before she compares herself to Mrs. Robinson, who was foxy. Yeah. By the way, um, so yeah, she's fifty three. The guy is twenty nine. So what? Yeah. Go for it. What is and the cutoff kind. age? Age was, of consent, right? Age of consent. Once anybody's 18. Then, 18 then here you, in the South, I think it's what, 16? Uh, you know, like, I don't know. Anyway, adult. Like, the person should be able to have a drink yeah. legally. Yeah, that's what I Let feel me say, like. yeah, that's yeah. a color face. Just because, you know, what else are you going to do? Be like, you know, my boyfriend's outside. Yeah. You're being shoulder tapped by your boyfriend. <laughs> I leashed my boyfriend to the outside of the bar. <laughs> yeah. Can't come in yet. He's too young. So, dear Mrs. Robinson, you are not actually Mrs. Robinson. The fictional Mrs. Robinson, the character from the book and the movie, The Graduate. Wait, I didn't know this was a book. Yeah. 
think uh, how interesting could that be? It must have been one of those those like sixties books that was like fifty pages. Yeah, and it's with just a picture like, on the front. Right. Yeah. The, the leg. The leg. Yeah. Um, the real Mrs. Ro- the fictional Mrs. Robinson was a middle aged woman having an affair with a naive twenty one year old man, the, and the affair she commenced. The, the affair commenced after she basically hunted and sexually harassed him in the guise of seducing him. Well, that was seduction back then. Mm, that was seduction. <laughs> Hello. Yes. It was the 60s. Your guy is almost 30 years old. Yeah. 30-year-old adults should be able to engage in whatever healthy, non-exploitative relationships they want. So should 53-year-olds. I fail to see what is horrifying about your choice of man to date. If the ages were the same and genders reversed, your pals would be congratulating you. Mm-hmm. Which is true. <laughs> Um, your guy's been honest with you about his long-term goals. It sounds as if he's engaging in this relationship and having already declared an exit plan. Perhaps this is what your friends are really responding to. I don't know. So, I mean, there's more to this, but when you're young, when you're, say, you're both in your 20s, not every relationship is assumed to last forever. Just because you tell somebody what your future is, it doesn't necessarily mean that you know what I mean? It's going to happen, or you think you're ever going to get what you want. Yeah, but even if you say, say you're 29, the, the two people are 29 in the relationship, and they say, you know, I eventually want to get married and have kids. That doesn't mean with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just means that's, that's a something plan. That I, yeah. Uh, that, that's what they think they want to do. Um, it's tough to dive fully into a relationship knowing that it has an end date. Actually, I preferred that when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> Look, this. <laughs> I'll be leaving town. September <laughs> yes. 24th. Yeah, it's we're over. Done. Um, you may be trying to protect yourself from the inevitable, and it's bound to affect the dynamic between you. But there is something unique and lovely about a later life love. I have something to say about that. I certainly hope you can enjoy yourself without worrying too much about how others react. Who cares? She's, Jump in. The yeah. water's fine. I mean, don't worry about these it. These are two grown people. Yeah. 29 years old and 53. Whatever. Have a thing with him. There's Let no, him I mean, go. the fact that she won't accidentally get pregnant is a plus. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Probably for both of them. Yeah. Whatever. So speaking of the, the age thing, I'm taking a, a class, and one of the gentlemen, I, there are a lot of older people in the class. I'm the youngest person by like a couple of decades, right? Mm-hmm. So I heard two of the older people in the class talk, much older people in the class talking, and the, the guy said something about, oh, yeah, in Germany during the war, we bombed that city, and I remember, and I said, excuse me, sir, are you talking about World War Two? And the guy looked at me, he was like, yep, I'm 95. What? I had no idea this guy. He looked in his 70s. Oh, my God. So I was li- all of his stories then made sense. Yeah. And I was just thinking about this person talking about their 53. I'm like, whatever, 53. Yeah, People yeah. are living to like 100. Yeah. And then what but are you going to do? Yeah. You're never going to date anybody. So that the, the guy in my class, I don't know him that well, but if he were dating, say, a young 65-year-old. Mm-hmm. Is that a problem? Exactly. Like, how young can he... Does he have to find a woman who's, like, in her 80s? Yeah, that's appropriate. Yeah, that's appropriate. <laughs> no. This is just a silly... I mean, okay, beautiful lady. You... Or supposedly, allegedly... Allegedly. Beautiful. Take your alleged beauty. Yeah, I wonder who's saying it. And, it's uh, her. Yeah, and go over to his place and enjoy yourself. Yeah, just have a good time. And you're not Mrs. Robinson. No. I remember, I watched that movie. I haven't seen the whole thing. I watched it at the dentist when I was getting some surgery done. This guy had these glasses and you could see a movie. And he was like, oh, you could watch The Graduate. I was like, mm, okay, that's kind of weird. <laughs> During a dental surgery. Why would he have because that movie? He, that's what he had. He was really excited. He bought this thing, but I think he didn't have a lot of media to show. <laughs> 
So it was like, I have The Graduate. Was it older? I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. And so I was watching it, and I was like, this is creepy. Yeah, yeah. And it's like us saying, hey, you can watch Dirty Dancing. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, about? why? But yeah, I watched The Graduate, and I just remember thinking that this is what all the big deal is about. This woman's throwing a chicken leg up in his face with like a pantyhose over it, and I'm supposed to be excited? That is my take on The Graduate. That's my movie in a minute. Who throws a chicken? Yeah, a pair of Hanes on a, ch- on a chicken leg. And then he's like, are you trying to seduce me? And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm turning this off. If you don't know what's going on, Dustin Hoffman with a suspicious hairpiece in your youth, I, I can't help you. You've seen the movie. I've seen the movie, yeah. It's, uh, it's not that great. <laughs> with his suspicious hairpiece. Yeah. Doesn't it? It looks suspicious. Like, I know he's a young man. He is a young man. Yeah. But it's a lot of mop. Yeah, well, that was the, the funky doings at that time. How did they, did they moose it up or something? Because no one's hair goes like that. Well, it's, his hair is messed up anyway. It's always it's always been a chore. <laughs> it's always been an issue yeah. for you personally. Yeah. Okay, so what do you have? Mm-hmm. Well, I was reading up on um, the Hobgoblin. Okay, this is kind of like Tales, but it's not. Right. I I don't. This is like you know, get a little closer, but don't gather around. Right. I would say for this, I've always wondered what a Hobgoblin was. This I think it's an evil little creature. I see some pictures there that suggest I'm not, you know, I'm wrong. I know, because I was, I came across It sounds evil. It sounds evil, and it's hobgoblin. It's like, sounds worse than a goblin, Yeah, it's like like an extra, like, uber goblin. Yeah. Like, goblin, like, the goblins are like, no, dude, don't mess with a hobgoblin. Yeah, the hobgoblins down the block. Like, he's like the king. A hobgoblin is a spirit of the hearth, typically appearing in folklore, mm-hmm. which was once considered helpful, but since the spread of Christianity mm-hmm. has been... And the lack of hearths <laughs> around the world. Know, has been considered wicked. Okay. Actually, Shakespeare identifies the character Puck in his Midsummer Night's Dream as a hobgoblin. Oh, okay. So it's like this... Okay, the term hobgoblin comes from hob, meaning elf. And goblin, mischievous, ugly fairy. <laughs> okay, wow. All right. So, Hob is simply a rustic name for the countryside goblin. A piece. A of- rustic name, <laughs> I like that. That sounds like a. it could be a negative thing, but they're trying to make it sound Yeah, good. something that covers up an uncertainty or fear, and Hob is generally explained as diminutive for Robert. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the earliest instance of the word can be traced about... 1530, Mm -hmm. um, but it was used sometime before that. So it turns out, like, hobgoblins, there are certain ones that are famous, and they have first and last names. Okay. Um, But let's go back to what a hobgoblin is. So we all know what one looks like. Okay, so it's like a fairy elf. A dirty fairy elf. Yeah, it's like hobgoblins seem to be small, hairy little men. That's not what I was picturing at all. <laughs> I'm thinking like Tinkerbell, but like homely. Yeah, that's what I, I thought. Like too, her sister, no. the grenade. And like their close relatives, the brownies, they're often found within human dwellings doing odd jobs around the house while the <laughs> family is asleep. Okay, bit of work. Yeah, such chores are typically small tasks like dusting and ironing. Often the only compensation necessary in return for these is food. Okay. While brownies are more peaceful creatures, hobgoblins are more fond of practical jokes. Okay. And they also seem to be able to shapeshift. As I think they Puck's also seem. We're not sure. <laughs> right, right. But. As in one of Puck's monologues, A Midsummer Night's Dream, mm-hmm. Robin Goodfellow is perhaps the most mischievous and most infamous oh. of his kind. 
but okay. many are less antagonizing. Like I know that of. play well, but I guess the word hobgoblin, I don't remember mm. hearing it in Shakespeare. Yeah, Robin, okay. Yeah, so Robin Goodfellow. Robin Goodfellow. Yes, they could be mischievous, frightening, or even dangerous. Attempts to give them clothing will often banish them forever. They're nude. Yeah. And if you get a vest on them, it's they, over for them. Yes. <laughs> so do they have to put it on? If you give them clothing? I don't know. So whether they are offended by such gifts or are simply too proud to work in new clothes differs from teller to teller. So there's there's okay. an issue with the the clothing. Like They have clothing, but it's old and they don't want a new look. Yeah. Okay. Yes. They find that offensive. So um, Billy Blind is a clever hobgoblin or brownie found in several ballads collected by Francis James Child. Billy Blind helps humans... In dramatic situations by offering valuable information and advice. Okay. There's another one, Blue Birches. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> no, it's, it's the name of a shape-shifting goblin who played harmless pranks in the home of a shoemaker and his family mm-hmm. on the, the Black Down Hills in Somerset. His usual form was an old man wearing baggy blue breeches. <laughs> Great. Breeches. Hence the name. Yes. But he also took form of a white horse, a black pig, and a wisp of blue smoke. Okay. The family took his presence in good stride, but some clergyman <laughs> learned of his existence and banished him from the house. All right, so I was totally wrong about these hobgoblins. Yeah. All right. There's another one, Robin Roundcap. He haunted... <laughs> Let me guess. Hat. Where's the hat? Circular in nature. He haunted uh, Spalding Hall in East Yorkshire and mm-hmm. was a hearth spirit of a true hobgoblin type. Okay. He helped thresh the corn, performed other domestic chores... But when he was in the mood for mischief, he would mix the wheat and the chaff again, kick over the milk pail, extinguish the fire. That old chestnut. Yeah, he was said to have been confined in a well for a stipulated number of years through the prayers of three clergymen. This is imprisonment. Confined is a nice way to put it. So they threw him down a well because he kept putting wheat and chaff together. Yes. And they didn't want to have it. And another one is Dobby. And some people Oh, Dobby the... House I thought it was elf. an elf. Yeah, yeah the house, house elf. elf from Harry Potter, as okay. we all know. But that name Dobby really is in, goes back a long way. And Dobby is a hobgoblin. Okay. It's another term for, um, so Dobby is a term for hobgoblin. Mm-hmm. And much like a, like um, the Bogart, the Tobby's pranks may become so troublesome that a family decides to move it move elsewhere. Only to find the Dobby has followed them. Okay. Um <clears throat> Yes, but sometimes Dobby, the Dobby is good, and is also they can um, cure children of whooping whooping cough. So Dobby is the the name of it of the type of the type. Okay, yeah. But in the Harry Potter series, it's it was the name the of the, the the little really unattractive looking hairless rat right. man. <laughs> yeah, some of them, you know, in, in different. In the Welsh will say that. Um, oh, the Welsh. <laughs> That hobgoblins will perform chores for them for a bowl of cream. Okay. And they're good-natured, mischievous. They don't like clergymen and teetotalers. <laughs> okay. Well, they're in good company. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll play pranks on those people. And they're just like, ah, the, the priest's coming. So I really thought a hobgoblin was something like a boogeyman. That's what I thought, too. I was like, the, I but was ready to be But it's this, like, fairy elf thing. Yeah. Okay, that's not bad. But it's like a little hairy guy that does chores around the house. Sounds like <laughs> yes. a lot of guys from the suburbs. Yeah, a little hairy guy hanging around the house. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. So I, this is something I found uh, in science, I think it was Science Daily or something like that. 
Um, it's according to science. According to the science of today. People have a type. Have a type. Yes. So this is a social psychologist at the University of Toronto suggests uh, that when people say they're going to look for a different kind of person, mm-hmm. they don't. They all they have a type and they continue to date or seek out the same kind of romantic partners over and over again. Um, they say it's common that when a relationship ends, people attribute the breakup to their ex-partner's personality, not their own. It was them, not you. Yeah. And decide they need to date a different type of person. Our research suggests that there is a strong tendency that never, nevertheless continue to date a similar person. Mm-hmm. Which, as a friend of somebody, we have both seen before our friends date the same asshole. Over and over. Over and over mm-hmm. and over again. And they insist that they're going to go out and find someone different. It's yeah. going to be, the, and then so I've actually had conference when I was in my twenties. I had some confrontations with my friends because they were like, "Oh, I met this new guy," and I'm like, "Guarantee you, exactly like the old guy." Yeah, how the can new you boss, say that? Same yeah, as the old boss. I'm like, because you're an expert in picking out this guy. Yeah, like you, this is all you can see, all you can find. Um, so they compare. So to, in order to do the the test on this. Uh, the Department of Psychology at U of T compared the personalities of current and past partners of 332 people. So they went out and assembled, they got, say you, the person you're with now, and then your exes, mm-hmm. and interviewed all of them. And they asked the exes to describe... That's a nightmare. You know? <laughs> like, this is in Canada. The exes together. It's in Canada, so maybe people are more like, you know, copacetic about it there. Yeah. In the U.S., they'd be like, what? No, in this room? Mm, no. no. So they... They wanted to see if there's a consistency in the personalities of the romantic partners. So what they did was they asked the people to describe themselves, like what their personality is like. Instead of asking the partners to describe them, mm-hmm. they asked the you know the people themselves to describe themselves, um, and they asked them to how much they identify with statements on a from one to five scale of like I'm usually modest and reserved. I am interested in many different kind of things. I make plans and carry them out. Like, how many people... I would lie about those. Yeah. Like, it's like, I make plans and carry them out. Five? Yes. Yeah. That is me. <laughs> or you succeeded, <laughs> like, three times in yeah. your life, and you're like, I did it. That's... that's. I'm usually modest and reserved. Yes. Everyone mm-hmm. would say that they're modest, right? Um, so, the analysis of the responses showed overall that current partners of individuals described themselves in ways that were similar to the past individuals, mm-hmm. to the exes. Um, and it says it doesn't make clear why people's partners are, have similar personalities, but it's just noteworthy that they found that people are choosing the same type of partners over and over and over again. Um, so they said in every relationship, people learn strategies for working with their partner's personality so that they develop skills of how to be with someone who, for example, is like really, really cheap. And so now that they know how to deal with that person, when they choose that person again, it's like, oh, I'm already I'm good at that. familiar with yeah. dealing with this cheap ass mofo. Right. Yeah. Uh, and they said it could be a good thing, but it also could be a negative thing. If you think about people who are in relationships that are like, you know, the person's always putting them down, mm-hmm. but they're used to that. They know how to deal with it. Yeah. So when they had that situation before, they feel like, oh. This is comfortable. Yeah, this is comfortable, and I know what I'm doing. Um, so it says, if you're finding you have the same relationship issues, relationship after relationship, mm-hmm. you may think want to think about how gravitating towards the same personality trait in a partner contributes to the consistency of your relationship problems. So I think this is great information, except that this is what your best friend tells you. Yeah. From, but like, age need... 12 on. Yeah, and you don't listen every yeah. time. Stop until... dating those bad boys. Right. <laughs> it's not even a bad boy. <laughs> you know? 
or whatever the thing it's is. Not, it's just it's, stop dating that type. Yeah, but no one listens. You're dating the same type. Try a different. Type. Yeah. So the the what they should be um, looking into is why people don't listen to their friends' advice of not dating that particular person and what they can actually do to try to like break out of the pattern. Okay. Because we all know that people date the same people over and over again. Right, right. Um, so so I, you have to learn. The key is to learn how yeah. to get comfortable with different types of people. Uh, so I thought about this in my own dating past okay. from, like, you know, my teens and 20s. And I think I was just dating. Either I wasn't paying attention or I was just, like, rando dating. Yeah. Like, I was just picking things out of a barrel. Because they were all completely different kinds of assholes. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> that was the asshole. So you're, you're, the asshole is the... Yeah, the type. Is the type. You're used to asshole. <laughs> yeah. Or, just, I mean, it was like they're all, because I was thinking type in terms of, like, how people look. But if you took out, a, if you got a picture of all the people you dated, say, like, in high school and college and put them together in, like, a lookbook, mm-hmm. what would it look like? Would it be kind of like, you know, from Cro-Magnon Man to, like, it Upright would, Man? It would. But you know what? After the age of 40, they all look at, like, the same guy. <laughs> yes. They're all the same It's just guy. interchange. It'll change the hat. Yeah, really. Facial They're all, hair. like, you know, gone to seed. <laughs> At different stages of, you know, either, you know, what, whatever's going on with their hair, yeah. it's all the same. It's all the same. It's just one Face gigantic. Is the same. It's just one. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah but with the, if you go back younger, you're going to see just wildly different. Yes, you will. You know, wildly different things. All right, what well, do you really have? funny. Okay, so who doesn't like a little extra cash? Uh, I, I don't know how to answer that. There are a lot of negatives. Uh-huh. I do. I, I don't. I would like extra cash. Your one. Okay. Because I have, um, there's a couple of jobs that maybe you haven't considered. Oh, oh, no. If any of them involve feet, I'm out. Yeah. My feet or anyone else's, no. Okay, uh, let's see. There is, um, <laughs> you can become a lice removal technician. No. How about that? No. As a job. For children? Yeah, you can make $30 an hour plus travel, as I scratch my head. I just <laughs> totally scratched my head. Uh, <laughs> I can make $30 right now. Yeah. <laughs> You can make $30 per hour plus travel expenses. Um, you, you're an independent contractor, um, but you can... <laughs> this is a parent's job. I, just, I, I know, but you could. there's a business called Lice Doctors. And so as a Lice Doctor, they will train you how to use their 100% natural and effective methods. You make house calls, and you go and you spend up to five hours on each one. Um, so from what I understand, because black people don't get lice... Or this kind of lice that goes around in the U.S. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, you just take a small comb, and it's similar to what you see in, like, a nature documentary. Yeah. One person <laughs> sits above the other, and they comb through the hair, right, with a little tiny comb. To get all the nits and, and the yeah, lice out. pick yeah. all the nits and the lice out. But you have out. to treat it with the lice, the, the chemicals and all that stuff. But can't you do that? You're, like, can't, like, a caregiver or yeah, they do should. that yourself? Yeah. Or you could just hire lice this doctor. lice technician. Yeah. I want to be, it's like, stat, get over here. <laughs> yeah. $30 an hour. Okay. Uh, Is there a guarantee? Do you have to guarantee? Yeah, I That guess the lice so. won't come back? Or, you got to make it. Well, there's a whole process. I mean, if you want to make a lot of money, you just leave one mm-hmm. and wait for them to call you again. This is something that we addressed years ago, but it's still a thing. This is, you could sell your friendship. Oh, no. You can be a friend. You can make How much is it up to now? Up to $50 per hour. Damn, that's a lot. Plus, you get free meals, concert tickets, and more. Huh? Be, sign up for <laughs> it depends on how cool your friend is or the friend that's renting you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What if you get a person who just wants to watch The Office? 
Yeah, well, I guess what you're watching for in the office. For 50 bucks an hour, it's like, geez, dude, forget it. <laughs> Can you? When will Pam and Jim get together? Yes, and then you can't say anything. You have to pretend like you yeah. haven't seen it. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe that Andy. Yeah. <laughs> like, the white shrewd. Yeah. Who knew? Angela, who knew? Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, but that thing, it's still a thing. And 50 bucks an hour? 50 bucks an hour. Doesn't that seem like a lot? I think teachers only get like 45 bucks an Can hour. Can you believe it? You know what? I think a lot of people are going to leave the profession yeah. and go into this being a... Fr- so how do you... Do, well, where do I sign up? I know. That's a th- and do they even want us? Can I bring you? Like a twofer? Yeah. <laughs> we just hang out for yeah. 50 bucks now. I cut you Be in. Be quiet. Yeah. Be quiet. We're watching The Office. Yes. You get two friends for the price of one. Yeah. Uh, you can feel like a third wheel for 50 bucks. <laughs> for 50 bucks an hour. Okay, you can sell pet rocks. A pet rock is back. Of course, you might be infringing on the trademark if you try to sell your own. Pet stone. So, invent <laughs> the best, the next best-selling gimmick gift. Companion rock. Like a pet hat. Might be, uh, like, Are so you they're saying, what they're that saying your is. your idea is a pet hat? I know. I like know. a pet trucker hat? <laughs> no, it wasn't my idea. Oh, okay. This is the writer's idea. But I'm just, they're just saying, you know, remember the whole pet rock craze where you can get a pet, buy a pet rock? I get it, but I'm trying to make the jump from pet rock to which, which is a, you know, a kind of a, a play on an animal, yeah. it's a cute small thing, to a pet hat. I know, that's what, the, this is why the writer is like, hey, why don't you give it a, a, a try? But I'm not going to give you a good idea of yeah. my own. Yeah. A pet hat. So what does that consist of? You just paint some eyes on a hat? I guess. And then you put it maybe with some fake grass under a dome and you say, voila. Yeah, there's your hat. Out in the wild. <laughs> I don't a know. Pet hat? I, yeah, I'm okay. not the one. I'm not saying that's a good idea. I'm not saying it won't work. And this, like, <laughs> in this day and age, in this, in this new world, as you say, in this new economy, a pet hat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, another one is um, sell weird toilet paper. Mm. I'm sorry. A, are we making this toilet paper? No, there's a there's a company that has rolls printed with games, camouflage designs, and bright colors. You need to maybe, get in the bathroom and get out, people. Do not spend enough time to be playing a game on paper products. In there. I know. Maybe there's room in this market for more products like toilet paper printed with household tips and other reading material. <laughs> I don't know. Or like warnings. <clears throat> How about pet toilet paper? Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, I guess you could have. What about some jokes on toilet paper? Yeah, well, that's good. Long form. Yeah, right. <laughs> Something that has a really long setup. Um, someone, be you can be a Muppet social media manager. All those Muppets need somebody to tweet for them. Oh, like Elmo social media manager. Yeah, like Miss Piggy has somebody, Kermit mm-hmm. the Frog has somebody. I'm sure everybody wants to do Miss Piggy's social media. Mm, yeah. <laughs> because that would be the snarkiest yeah. social media <laughs> right. out there of all the Muppets. I'd like to do the um, the media, I mean the social media for the For Sure girl on the Muppet show. She's got like uh, one oh, big yeah. tooth in the front. She's like Long blonde sure. hair. Yeah. She just says For Sure. I Janice. think she plays Janice, uh, Janice, right? guitar. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, I would just say for sure. Yes. And that's it. That's it. Um, I'm hired. Let's see. You can um, run a dog kissing booth. You know what? No. Stop (laughs) the podcast. (laughs) A dog kissing booth? Yeah. They say, you know, get a kissing booth for your dog and raise money for a rescue. Who's doing the kissing? The dog is. Licking people. Selling dog kisses is typically 
typically done to raise money for animal rescue groups, but who knows? Why do Maybe. I feel like the dogs are like, oh, are you kidding me with They're this? They're like pimping out dogs. Yeah. yeah I got to lick all these people? Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, you can be, you can rent your shed. Okay. Okay, again, I feel like you need, really need to know who's using your shed. Yeah, like I know. First, on your... <laughs> I'm just imagining, all, you know, you just read to someone and you're like, is there a band back there? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. It's like a Kiss cover band Yeah, in my backyard But, now. like, so, you know, you get a shed and you rent it out for $200 on your property or something. And, like, think about it. If you have, like, a bunch of stuff that you want to store and get access to anytime. I feel like there's going to be feet and, like, jars in there. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Or, like, hazardous things. I don't know. See, I've clearly accidentally rented my shed to, like, a serial killer slash scientist. Because that's my frame of reference for a shed. I feel like people are going to put shady stuff in there. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's going to be shady stuff in there. Here's another thing you could do. And uh, you can... There's a business called Duty Calls. Ew. And, yeah, you collect dog poop. (laughs) Again? Like, how do you get paid for this? Okay, so nobody really wants the work, but numerous businesses come to people's homes to clean up dog poop in the yard. So if it's like the dog runs around in the yard and poops... Pick it up if you have a small yard. Yeah, no, but nobody wants to do it, so they have somebody come by and... Go there and pick it up, and you pay them. Okay. See, this this is where I because you're from the mm-hmm. suburbs. Like, is that a concern for people? Do people not take their dog for a walk, and they just let them shit in the yard mm-hmm. in their ha- in their quarter acre? Yeah. Yeesh. Or they have like a certain area. They have a dog run. Mm-hmm. That that's not bad. But like, I don't I don't really mm-hmm. feel comfortable now going to like a suburban home with a large dog and a small lawn. Yeah. If I if I know the people are not taking their dog out for you know like it's Marmaduke disgusting. is not going out I for know. a walk. I that's know. rough. Okay, I, right, I guess you could do that. Yeah. Uh, here's what you could provide laughter therapy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what is it? You just show up at a person's house with a feather. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Laughing psychotherapist. She sells DVDs, videos, and books, gives speeches, does workshops, and provides therapy. She's a comedian. <clears throat> she has a master's degree in social work and as a licensed clinical social worker. If you have, um, if you're simply an undegreed comedian, you might sell similar services. If but you're can- what undegreed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk to a lawyer about what the the regulatory line is. So wait about going and telling jokes at someone's house. Now I need a license yeah. for this. Well, if it's if you if you're saying say, it's therapy, if it's therapy, then you have to see if your stuff is considered therapy. But you can also make DVDs and videos, uh-huh. write books and give speeches. Oh, about laugh therapy. About the therapy itself. And yeah, and okay. be funny. I feel like we should leave this to professional comedians. Mm-hmm. And maybe a therapist is not the best place to do it, unless they're also a comedian. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show, regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us, because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes, at stitcher.com, and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks.